SAFM Sports Special with Nick Bauer. That's right. We're going to be with you until 7 on FM 104 to 107. And uh, now it's time for us to chat a little bit to the man himself, Sean Adrian, sir, of Swimming South Africa. He's here to uh, chat to us about uh, Saskok bending over backwards, or at least financially, to uh, help our deserving swimmers. Sean, always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Afternoon, Nick. Thanks for having us in your show. So these reports about uh, our swimmers, our swimmers that brought us so much glory at the uh, London Olympics last year, and let's be honest, uh, really do punch well be of, uh, above their weight internationally. Uh, reports coming out that, that they'd have to contribute financially to, uh, to see them participate in, in premier competitions like the FINA World Championships in Barcelona, Spain, which comes up July this year. Nick, thanks. Thanks. I think it's a good thing that you asked me to come so I can clear up a few things and be factual about it. The fact that uh, the gold medalists, our medalists were going to play is actually not factual. They were always going to be supported by SESCO, right? So they wouldn't have had to pay anything. I think the issue was really the other swimmers who are not on the OPEX program. That uh, was an issue, you know, in terms of, of funding. And uh, it was not that they were going to have to pay their own way. In total, there is some funds that we've had from uh, FINA, which would have come, covered some of the cost, uh, the bulk of the cost, actually. And But, you know, to, to, to pay the rest of the money was where we had a shortfall. And, of course, we're quite, uh, we're quite uh, thankful and grateful for Sasko's contribution. But... Uh, just to confirm also that Sport and Recreation South Africa also contributed, you know, just two days ago we were in Cape Town with the Minister of Sport, Mr. Fikiliam Balula, and uh, the Director General of Sport, Mr. Alec Moemu, who then uh, gave us an allocation. In addition to our annual allocation, they gave us an additional 700,000 wow. to support the team to Barcelona as well. So that that was actually quite big. So now, you know, we can actually support the, all the other uh, athletes on the team to go to Barcelona. Now, is that in addition or is, is it the total amount that you received from Saskok uh, as a boost to your budget? Because there was initial reports coming through that you got 400000 Yeah, the 400000 is what Saskok is contributing to the FINA World Championships. Other than that, they've also made contribution, making a contribution. We actually just finalized the budgets last week. Um, making a contribution to uh, our other uh, preparations because remember now this is pre-Commonwealth Games here so we have to prepare for Commonwealth Games so they're assisting with funds for 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 our teams well for those swimmers on OPEX on the Tier 1 and Tier 2 program to uh, uh, not just, just World Championships but also to the FINA World Cups and then also uh, uh, to Australia next year where we are competing against in a triangular series against China and Australia in early January and that is all part of the build-up towards uh, uh, Commonwealth Games next year. If you just joined us, you're on FM 104 to 107. We're chatting to Sean Adrian, so he's the Chief Executive of Swimming South Africa, chatting to us about, uh, I wouldn't say financial woes, but financial difficulties in uh, in uh, finding a sponsor and also uh, uh, financing the endeavours of all of our swimmers. Just a, a quick update from the football and uh, rugby pitches that uh, have games on the go at the moment. Still no goals in the NetBank Cup, so it's Supersport nil, Chiefs nil. That is after 65 minutes. We'll hear from Mo Ali next. And uh, the Chiefs... 
chief, uh, not chiefs, the cheaters rather, they seem to be running away with it against the Kings. The Kings fought bravely in the first half, but uh, with a little bit more than 15 minutes to go, the cheaters lead by 34 points to 15. Coming back to our conversation, Sean, let's talk about the nitty gritty of uh, of putting uh, a premier swimmer through not only their paces with, uh, with, with training and assisting them in that regard, but, but getting them to these huge big championships like the FINA Swimming World Champs. I'm sure it must be a hell of a lot easier for guys like Chad Leclerc because they've landed a gold medal and uh, they, they've kind of become a household brand in South Africa. But, you know, a, a swimmer, how much support does he need from Swimming South Africa? Well... Uh, let's not put it as support from Swarming South Africa. I think we need to look at this holistically. Um, It is is a support system because, first of all, you know, uh, that swimmer uh, is, first of all, supported by their parents. I think parents in in sport in general, and in particular in swimming, are the unsung heroes of of getting our top swimmers where they are because they spend enormous amount of energy getting up at ridiculous hours in the morning, because remember, swimmers train early in the morning, I'm talking about 5 o'clock in the morning, so the family has to wake up at 4 o'clock to make sure that the swimmer is there at 5, and then again in the afternoon, having to make sure that there's a training program in the afternoon. So I think this is what we must understand also, you know, it's a whole support system. Then we talk about the coach, you know, uh, the coach spending hours and hours, you know, to make sure that the swimmer is, is prepared. I mean, if you look at Graham, if you've heard about some of the things that he related to us about what it took to prepare Chad, it was 12 years in the making. And literally, that is a trend worldwide. If you want an Olympic champion, it's almost like a, a 8 to 12 year process, you know, where the talent is identified early and, uh, you know, that's in a build-up process. And, and, and that's a nutty gritty, really, you know. You're talking about myself and Graham were just doing some calculations the other day on average to support a young swimmer who's not on an OPEX program who's not getting support anywhere else um, takes about a million rand per annum to a support a million him. rand yes and that's rock bottom you know really scraping it was. so you know that's what it takes you know if we want to win uh, at the international level so um, um, I think importantly for us you know is uh, people must also understand in swimming, in swimming South Africa in particular, we don't plan uh, for this year for next year. We plan uh, this year for 2020. Mm-hmm. So the plans that we've put in place with our national coach, Graham Hill, and with our high performance manager, um, is really about 2016 and 2020. So there's a number of youngsters that we've already identified uh, that we are already trying to support to get them there in 2016. Sean Adrian says, the Chief Executive of Swimming South Africa, will continue this conversation about funding and swimming. A quick update, though, from the Moses Mabita Stadium. Uh, Mo, you got uh, about 30 seconds to tell us what's happening on the pitch there. Any goals yet? No goals as yet, Nick. Uh, it's a booking for George Maroleka, the midfielder for Supersport United. As, uh, he, uh, according to referee Zolele Mkete, was uh, simulating and uh, looking for a penalty and a referee right up for the action, awarding a free kick to Kaiser Chiefs. So we have uh, 22 minutes to go here at uh, the Moses Mabila Stadium. First substitution of the afternoon, Maroleka coming off and uh, he's being replaced by uh, Ashley Hartoff for Supersport United. So 21 and a half minutes to go. It's uh, Supersport United nil. Kaiser Chiefs nil. 
Well, and now a chance for you, Zina. 30 seconds to tell us how the Cheetahs are dominating the Kings. Well, Nick scored 34-15 uh, in favour of the Cheetahs. The Kings on the line there, but uh, the Cheetahs now finally have that bonus point try. Well, Zina, thanks very much for that. We'll come back to you before the end of full time there. And we've got a little bit of a surprise in store to commemorate your final day on air on SAFM Sports Special. But coming back to our uh, our chats uh, with Sean Adrian, sir. A million bucks is the rock bottom price that it costs Swimming South Africa to develop uh, a swimmer. That is not even a swimmer that's involved in the Operations Excellence Program, as I understand it. Sean, aren't you faced with a bit of a chicken versus egg situation? Because uh, you know, it's much easier to find funding for a swimmer that is accomplished, uh, that has a couple of achievements under their belt already. But the chicken versus egg situation comes in when you need this money to develop swimmers that show so much promise but aren't quite there yet. Mm. Now, uh, where, where is this money coming from and, and why is it so difficult for us to land a sponsor, to land a continuing sponsor for our swimmers that really, let's be honest, do a hell of a lot better than a lot of our more mainstream sports, our national competitors? Yeah, to answer your question, we have to we go a bit retrospective, right? You have to look at where we're coming from. In the last Olympic cycle, we have had Telcom. Telcom was very good to us. And also, we had a, um, a allocation of 8 billion per annum from, from uh, the National Lotteries Board. In addition to that, we had had some support from, uh, from SRSA and some support from, uh, from SESCOP. So that, to a large extent, has helped us to achieve the level of success that we've had with, with Chad and Cameron. Now, you know, going forward, you know, it's going to be hard to emulate that same type of performance without the similar kind of support that we've received in the last cycle. And uh, that being said, you know, uh, you know, the last couple of years has been uh, uh, a bit recessive in South Africa. You know, if you if you look at uh, the way sponsors have pulled out, out of uh, the sports sponsorship market. Uh, you look at Standard Bank completely pulled out, almost out of sports sponsorship in South Africa. Um, Vodacom, that they've reduced their uh, spend on sport except for rugby. Uh, they've pulled almost out of everything. So you're literally only looking at, uh, at, at, at a few, a handful of, of corporates now involved in the sports sphere. So that isn't part of the problem, and with 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 uh, the recession, everyone was reviewing their budgets. So that has been part of the problem. We're still engaging with corporates, you know, um, and and that's what we're doing. But I think part of the issue is what the Minister of Sport alluded to on the, on Tuesday in Cape Town. He says the, the issue is not just about swimming. The issue is about funding for sports in this country, particularly if you look at the Olympic sports. You know, uh, if you look, and he mentioned specifically, if you look at countries like Australia and and Britain and Germany, you know, their funding comes from the fiscus for the Olympic codes, right? And I mean, if you just look at what uh, uh, Australia this year allocated to their sports, you know, it's, it, it's a few billion while in South Africa, sport and recreation have to make do with, 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 with a few hundred, a uh, few hundred million for all sports in the country. So, so that is a big challenge. But, you know, the, it's not all doom and gloom. I think as the minister rightly pointed out, we now have a national sports plan 
which has been crafted by all stakeholders, including Sascock federations and all of that. And, the, and it's a very good sports plan, right? And I think it would do well if corporate South Africa start looking at, at the sports plan. And the other thing that the ministry is doing is they, they're taking that, that plan has been approved by cabinet and they're making a case to the first first to say, look, you need to come, come on board now and support sport big time. And I think the, the, the figure the minister banded about in parliament on Thursday was 10 billion rand for sport. Now, now, now we're talking. Now that would be nice. Now, now, and that is a plan, you know, and that's why it's so exciting, you know, to have the type of minister, uh, sports minister that we've had, you know, he, he's not all talk, you know, uh, I know, uh, the media finds him controversial at stage. Yeah, I'm uh, calling him Mr. Rasnata. Yes, but he's not all talk. And he's putting some firm and strategic actions between what he's doing, you know. And and it's been a few years in the making, and now we're at the point that, you know, there's a really hard case that's being made for sport. Sean Adrian said, talking about the difficulties in funding sport in South Africa, a 10 billion rand budget is what uh, Sports Minister Fikida Mbalula is going to ask for come the next fiscus. Uh, I wonder whether or not he'll sing for his supper or feel <laughs> actually <laughs> be, be uh, granted that much money. It would be brilliant if they did. But uh, let's, let's wind this up now. Uh, is this just a sign of things to come? Because they're also talking about banning... Alcohol advertising. I mean, and that is a real issue at the end of the day. People are talking about fringe sports completely disappearing because, let's face it, a lot of these sports teams, a lot of sportsmen and women, they rely not on their bread and butter money coming through, but a lot of funding from alcoholic brands. Mm. Look, uh, Nick, I'm not an expert at this, right? And I don't want to make any kind of call on this. But just to give you some perspective, Australia has, has gone this route, right? And uh, in compensation for the liquor brands out of sport, you know, you've seen a lot of telecoms, a lot of technology, a lot of banks coming into the market in Australia. And we haven't seen such a significant impact on Australia in that regard. So, you know, that, that's just a different perspective on, on it. From swimming side, you know... Uh, Obviously, you know, <laughs> the liquor brands have never sponsored swimming, you know, and, uh, you know, it, and, and, and it's been a case of swimming worldwide even, you know, being not associated with those kind of brands because of the image of the sport. So, you know, tough one, you know, probably it will impact mostly on rugby, soccer and cricket in the main, but uh, the Olympic sports, I think, uh, you know, it wouldn't impact that much. But, but just generally speaking about the difficulty going forward, I mean, we are in a tough time financially, not only in, in South Africa, but globally. Everybody's still feeling the effects of that crash mm. in 2008. Mm. Do you think that this is just a sign of things to come? Things aren't going to get uh, a little bit more difficult before they get easy? Yeah. Well, Nick, it's been difficult for us for the last two years, <laughs> right? And in that last two years, we still produced Olympic champions. So as an organization... We've done our homework, right? We know, we knew we were prepared for a tough time. We've, we've had to retrain staff. We've had to review how we do things. And um, we, we're not whining. We're not moaning. We're saying we're getting on with the job, right? We, we're going to get things done with the limited resources that we have. But it would be, it would make a big difference, right, if we have partners that can come on board and help us. And hopefully, if that happens, we can, it's very likely, Right, it's very probable that we can potentially double 
the achievements of what we've had last year. Of course, considering that, you know, we were under severe strain in the last two years running up to the Olympic Games. Now, you guys have pulled the rabbit out of the hat, and for that, I uh, salute you. And I uh, hope you guys go from strength to strength. It's a challenging environment for so many corporates. We often forget about how difficult it is for uh, nice-to-haves, because at the end of the day, sport is a nice-to-have, uh, whatever way you look at it, be it rugby, cricket, football, swimming, or uh, any sport whatsoever. And you have uh, done a remarkable job. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Nick. Uh, just, I'd like to differ you with you on the nice-to-have. Right. Yeah. I think sport is an absolutely essential part of, of, of our society. And I think it, 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 it's exactly because of that paradigm, you know, that we've kind of looked at it as a nice to have, you know, both from a government level and a, a, a corporate level that, you know, that we are where we are now. I think it's an essential thing to have. Swimming in particular, talking now about our other objective of of getting people water safe in South Africa. It, it, it's essential that we start integrating sporting activities into society. So that's my last say on it. But uh, yes, you know, tough times ahead. It's not going to get any easier. It's going to get tougher most likely. But we, we're ready for the challenge. And uh, uh, we're there to deliver for the country. Oh, I like your positive attitude. Sean Adrian, sir, Chief Executive of Swimming South Africa, talking about the financing problems that uh, he, as well as many other sporting federations, have experienced over the past years. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to our swimmers competing at the FINA World Championships. I'm sure it'll be not only Chad Leclerc that flies the flag 